0: Log Talk Radio.
1: And good evening, everybody, and thank you for choosing King Jordan Radio for Monday, the 16th of June, 2014. Uh, this is King Jordan you're listening to. We are supposed to have Mother Diva join us. Uh, but I have not heard from her. So, uh when she does check in, uh, I will uh let her in and uh we will start chatting. Just a reminder that uh the uh Ma- Michael Jackson tribute, one week from tonight. You will see. You will hear Tom Mesero. you will hear from uh A lot of people. You will hear from. Oh my! I don't have the list in front of me. You will hear from Chris Tucker. You will hear from Geraldine Hughes, uh, Bodyguard Carrie Anderson, and many, many more. So check that out a week from today. Okay, I think uh, we have Miss Mother Diva. Let's uh, invite her into the conversation uh, Good evening Mother Diva And welcome to King George Radio How are you?
2: Well thank you so much for having me on the show It's been a busy season And uh, I love what you guys are doing over there And I'm just happy to be a part of it
1: Okay So uh, why don't you give us a little uh, Bio of yourself And what you do And The whole shebang, if you will.
2: Okay. Well, I am a producer and talk show host, kind of like yourself, and I'm the ambassador for house music. I'm based out of Chicago. Um, I was born and raised in Chicago, and I moved to Los Angeles when I was about 17, and I got a degree from Columbia College in film and TV production. I did a few shows in L.A., um, worked kind of behind the scenes on some independent projects, and then I started acting. I was the actress on Ally Museal. I uh, worked on the Keenan Ivory Wayans show when he had his talk show. Um, then I moved back to Chicago, and I was in Save the Last Dance, and uh, just started kind of doing my own productions. I've always been interested in journalism, so I started writing for various newspapers, newspapers. Um, Recently, I was uh, a writer for SoulTrain.com, and now I write for What's Really Going On, which is actually a Michael Jackson fan base magazine. heard you talking about Michael earlier, so we we're all in the community and supporters of the shooting of Pop. and um, I had an opportunity to work with his family uh, on some projects in Gary, um, as well as doing some things out in Los Angeles, so... Um, but my goal is to try to educate people in the industry. The industry has changed with the technology, and a lot of people that are getting into the business are not really educating themselves on how things operate in this business, and I really want to be a part of that. I'm on the Soul Train Impact Team, which Soul Train was started wow. here in Chicago, and um We just had a a huge event here where we had industry panelists come and and talk about the industry. And when Don Cornelius started Soul Train, it was about the youth. It was about providing a place for the youth to get off the street and, you know, it was kind of like saving these kids. We want to continue that tradition now that he is, you know, no longer in the flesh. And I really just want to educate people, share my knowledge of, sustainable living, just all of the projects and um, community events that I'm involved with, whatever I can do to help someone, you know, that brings joy to my heart. So that's pretty much, you know, I don't want to take 30 minutes talking about me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no doubt. And uh, you did get to interdu- interview some of uh, some big people, right?
2: Yes, over the years, I started my show in 2003, Um, like yourself, I've interviewed uh, several celebrities. Um, A lot of the people that I've spoken with actually are people who also run this industry. Um, I had an opportunity to be reunited with um, uh, one of the executive producers uh, of Ally McBeal, Jonathan Pontell, and he was, uh, he worked. Um, On the production team And so I had a chance to sit down and talk with him And be reunited with him a few years back Um, Kim Kimball from L.A. Hair Uh, She's from Chicago I had a chance to interview her when she came here Um, I interviewed Tito Jackson, Michael's brother From um, uh, the African Festival of the Arts here in Chicago And then his cousin Keith Jackson And Dr. Sherilyn Lee, the nurse So actually she and I are really good friends and uh, I had the chance to sit down and interview her for an MJ event we did here in Chicago. So, yeah, I talk to so wow. many people around the world, you know, um, especially being in house music, you know, electronic dance music. I mean, that's a music that is, you know, global. So I've had the opportunity to go to various conferences around the country and meet people from overseas who um, I've had opportunity to share things with, and then they share things with me. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been a wonderful journey, and I'm just excited about what's happening, and there's a lot going on that I just want to share with people. I'm a member of the Grammy, and I had some information I wanted to let people know as far as what's happening with the Grammy. This is submission season, so, you know, I wanted to inform people the procedure and what they need to do to submit to be considered for a nomination, because a lot of people don't know about that either. So it's just a lack of knowledge, you know. It's a lack of education, and this is why you have all this foolery on television and in the industry, you know, people who just are not being developed. Like, you know, from the days of bowtown, Barry Gordy developed his artists. Nowadays they want artists to come with already a huge following, but they're not educated, they're not developed. And if we just we have a lost generation of, you know, situations with entertainment and advertising. It's it's ridiculous.
1: Oh, no question. And uh so what's the uh you have a website, uh Twitter, anything you wanna plug?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um my Twitter page is Mother Diva Show. Uh my Facebook is uh, Mother Diva Show. Everything is Mother Diva Show. Um, But I have an event I'm doing uh, Next Wednesday It's actually June 25th It's called An Angel and a King And it is the five year Tribute celebration Um, Of Sarah Fawcett and Michael Jackson Those who can remember Sarah Fawcett also Passed away the same day Michael did But unfortunately uh, She didn't get A whole lot of press Because Michael's press kind of took over So we wanted to incorporate something, and that's why I called it an angel and a king. So it is a day of celebration um, in Chicago, and one of the reasons why I wanted to do it was because there will be no event at the house in Gary at 2300 Jackson Street. The city of Gary is not doing anything on June 25th this year. So that's why we wanted to make sure that all of the fans that were going over to Gary for the house, that they knew about what we were doing in Chicago at Navy Pier because they're not having anything. And, you know, it's been some issues with the city and the family, so they just decided, the family decided that they weren't going to do anything. And it's really sad, especially with the city of Gary, because they know that every June 25th and every August 29th, whether anything is going on over there or not, fans are just going to come to that house. You know, that's what they they do it every year. They just come and they just hang out and take pictures, and that's what they do. So um, there won't be anything yes, going on tour. in Gary until August 29th. So our event is at Navy Since Pier. We just celebrated
1: the uh, special of the OG Simpson. I wanted to get your take, Mother Diva. Did did, did the jury make the right decision or the wrong decision 20-plus years ago?
2: Well, you know, it's really difficult to say. First of all, let me say this, (laughs) because when we talked about this earlier, when we Mm -hmm. were on inbox chat on Facebook, you know, I personally Mm -hmm. believe that O.J. Simpson was innocent, and I'm going to tell you why. And I'm not trying to be racist or stereotypical, but I just know how people are. A black man ain't got right. time to stab nobody 36 times. A black man will shoot you 36 times. Stabbing someone that, that many times, is takes too much work. And I don't believe O.J. Simpson was even trying to do that. He would have shot the girl. Okay, and I'm not trying to be funny, but I just think that... <laughs> There was he was kind of railroaded in a way. I mean, I can't prove. I don't know whether he was innocent or guilty. I just can only tell you what I believe. But here's where I have a problem with him. He just did not take care of him of his business and be on guard for people trying to trap him in a situation. Because now he ended up, you know, going to jail for some. B.S., some bullshit that happened in Las Vegas with some of his stuff. You know, it's like he should have known that even after this long drooling trial and that how many people, you know, hated him, they're accusing him of getting away with murder, that somebody was going to come along and try to do something to put him in jail. So he just was not on guard the way he should have. He fell into the trap. And oftentimes, it's not just O.J. Simpson. A lot of people fall into that trap. A lot of celebrities just really don't understand that, you know, there's a human side to them. And a lot of times they just, they're human and they react. But there are people in this world that are looking to push your button just so they can sue you or have you arrested. There is a conspiracy that goes on in, in with people. You know, and, I mean, it's not just celebrity-driven. I mean, you could get into it with family members or friends, and you know that their goal is just to push your button to upset you, to get you to react. And that's, that's someone you're really relinquishing your power. You're allowing someone to take the power away from you that you already have, you know, to create a problem. So, you know, we we have to all be aware of that because that's what's happening in this world. you got to watch out for people. That want to, you know, create negative energy in your space.
1: So if he didn't do it, the question begs to uh, say is, uh, who is the real killer then? And maybe well, are I you saying that he believe, had somebody else well, kill him? If,
2: if, you go, if you if you did, say it again.
1: Are you implying maybe he had somebody else kill them possibly?
2: Uh, No, I believe that there was some type of circumstances surrounding this guy that she was seeing, and I really, truly believe that there was some kind of gambling or drugs or something involved in that. I think Nicole got involved with the wrong kind of person, and, you know, because this guy that she was seeing, you know, I don't think he was innocent either. There was something going on there. But there were some reports, I remember, that there were some reports of some other people in the area. I don't know if it was, like, some college students or, you know, you really have to go back and do some research. But I believe that this had something to do with the guy that she was seeing. I think she got caught up with him and there was some mess he was involved in. And I, I really believe that, it, you know, it's from that angle. I mean, I could be wrong. You know, but I'm just saying that as a journalist, and you're a journalist too, you got to look at things from a panoramic perspective. you got to investigate everything all, way, all the way around. So, you know, O.J. may not have been, you know, the brightest guy in the world, but, I mean, we have to look at the other factors. You know, she was with this guy. There was something going on, you know, and, and we have to look at that. We have to analyze that. So... Nobody really gets away with anything, Jordan. I mean, you know, if, who you know, whoever did this is going to—they're going to serve their time, whether it's in in a, a, a mentally anguished state or if it's in a physical situation. Nobody gets away with anything. I mean, there's something out there called karma. So what you put in the universe, it comes back to you. Well,
1: there's no question. But uh, a lot of people feel that case in the. Uh, 2007 in uh, Vegas was payback time, and uh, most defendants would not get that kind of sentence. Your thoughts?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and the thing of it is you have to be extremely careful when you're dealing with Nevada state law. I mean, Las Vegas and Nevada, their laws are very strict. I mean, it's the interesting thing about Las Vegas, you have all this gambling going on, and you have all this illegal prostitution, and then there are parts of Vegas where prostitution is legal, like where the Bunny Ranch is, you know, and the interesting thing is that their laws are very strict. So, you know, they will, and, and these judges, and this is why it's so important, I'm glad we're having this conversation, because the power lies in the judge, and People that are, you know, involved in politics or if they're in, in, involved in the political process, before you face a president, a mayor, an alderman, you know, a state representative, a senator, you will face a judge. And it is, this is very important why we have to vote these judges in and out. And most of us don't even know who the judges are. And that's why we need to start doing a detailed investigation and investigating these judges in our community because the judges are put there by vote, and we the people, you know, if we're not voting for them, you know, or if we vote against them, you know, the power lies with the people. The people are the one who decides who sit on those, those seats. And another thing that we need to do is a lot of us run away from doing our due diligence and sitting on a jury. You know, I mean, if you if you go back and look at some of these cases, I mean, even with, with Michael, you know, he didn't really have a jury of his peers in terms of race. And a lot, and there's a lot of that going on. You have so many people who have been wrongly convicted because people are not signing up for jury duty. They're ignoring jury duty or they're trying to find a way to get out of it. I used to be one of those people who did it. But when I found out by not but a participating on a jury, then I could literally be hurting someone by not participating because what if a person is wrongly convicted? You know, what, what if all these factors come into play? So, you know, we as American citizens, we, we complain about shit, but yet we don't want to get off our ass and do something about it. So don't be a talker, be a doer. You know, get out there and be mm-hmm. a part of the process, be a part of the community and make a difference and and it only takes one person you had Malcolm X, you had Martin Luther King, you had all these people in history that came along and just stood up and made a difference and all it takes is one person to do something to make a difference, and then people will follow
1: you, you uh you, you make a Simpson. Lot Honey,
2: lot What is with point? you and o j Simpson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, you know, that's the, that's been the coverage, the topic, if you will, uh, this month because it's 20 years to the date, so uh, mm-hmm. the anniversary, and uh, I figured, you know, you're a person of many uh, views that I'd like to get your opinion on that, as will I'd like to get your opinion on Mr. President Barack Obama. Give me your thoughts on him.
2: Okay, well, let me tell you about Barack Obama. Barack Obama is actually my family's neighbor. Um, he lived right down the street from my sister. And, in fact, the, um, the Secret Service have moved in next door to my family because, <laughs> you know, his house is a block away. So they block off the street. I and, think we do have a caller. Up
1: um, let's go out to California. I believe we have Mark. Mark, you're on the line. Uh, let's get Mark in here. Uh Mark, Mark, you're on the line.
0: Mark, uh, yeah, go ahead. Let me call you back, Mr. Uh, King. I got another call here. Let me call you back. I got a okay, good question Okay, do you have a question you. when you call back?
1: Okay, we'll get back to you. Go oh, ahead, that Mother he D. He on
2: all your shows. Wasn't he on the show with Sherilyn Lee?
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. He is a stalker.
2: So he lives in California, but he got that strong New York accent. He got to be from the East Coast.
1: Yeah, I know. From what from what I understand, he was raised in New York, and he recently moved out to
2: California. I can't wait to talk to him. But let's get back to Barack, okay? Um, Barack Obama. Interesting thing about his career. Um, If you go back and look at his his early um, parts of his career, you know he went from state senator to U.S. senator the president within a matter of like, you know, six years. I mean, it was amazing how he just climbed so quickly. And um let me say this. When he first ran, you know, the, the, the election was kind of split um in terms of um the, pro, the um, in, in, in the uh in the beginning stages of the election because um women, especially women, and especially women of color, were kind of like, do we vote for Hillary or do we vote for Barack? You know, Barack would be the first man of color, but Hillary would be the first woman. So, um, But I actually voted for Hillary the first time around. And one of the oh, reasons Hillary? why I did, excuse me?
1: No, Hillary, yes, so did I, yes.
2: Yeah, I voted for Hillary, and the reason I voted for Hillary is not so much because of Barack, but because at the time, Barack's team that worked with him, and I'm not trying to put him out on Front Street, but his staff that worked with him was very disorganized. This was several years ago, and it just Mm -hmm. left a bad taste in my mouth, and I just was like, you know what, I I just didn't appreciate – the way his staff ran his business. So, you know, I just kind of, I had some experiences with, you know, trying to do business with his office for various events I was working on here in Chicago. And it was just a very difficult time to deal with them, and they just seemed very disorganized. So when I reached out to Hillary Clinton, you know, her office was very organized, and they were very appreciative of me reaching out to them, and they just showed me more customer service and and appreciation. So that goes a long way with a person like me, and I remembered that. So when Hillary ran for president, I voted for her. Well, you know, she didn't win, you know, the first part of it, but Rock got it, but a lot of people don't remember this. But if you go back to the 2008 ballot, there were seven people listed on that ballot that ran for president. But because we live in a society where everything is about Republican and Democrat, the independent categories don't really get any press, and then they don't really have a budget to pay for advertising. And even if they do have a budget to pay for advertising, these networks, some of them may not even – may ignore, you know, their request for advertising because the networks are in on it. They either support Republicans or Democrats. So that's why it's, beca- it, it, it's always been a Democratic or Republican campaign. The Green Party, the independents, all these other parties don't get any press. You know, and I was really happy when, you know, back in um, the early 2000s when Al Gore ran it was a big issue with, you know, the election over in Florida with the, the Chads and the people not punching it all the way through because Ralph Nader got a whole lot of press, and, you know, he always runs on the independent ticket. So, you know, I thought that was cool. But when Barack first, you know, when he ran, when he got down to the major election in November of 2008, I actually voted for Cynthia McKinney because she was an African-American woman
1: you know, who okay, think, was lifting uh, her life Diva, we have everybody. everybody. Mark let's, uh, no, no, we have another caller. Uh, he's from New York City. Uh, Andy's on the phone with us. Uh, good evening, Andy. Hi, Andy. Andy. And welcome to hi, Jordan. Hi, Mother Diva. Hi. How's everybody, all right? Mother we Diva, good. hi. I'm keeping
2: hi. house
1: music alive. <laughs> <laughs> I just,
2: I Are you question. a
0: househand, you know Andy? Yes,
1: yes, I am. Yes, I am. Is that good? <laughs> Let me. I just want to ask you one quick question. Um, I, I also voted for Hillary, but you know what? I think uh, uh, Obama has been a very, very good president. Up until, but there's one thing that just I want to get ask your opinion on. What do you think yeah. of uh, Obamacare? Do you think was that a a success? Was that a failure, or was that – which one was that?
2: Well, <laughs> let, me, let me let me say this. I'm glad you brought that up. Let me say this about Obamacare, okay? One thing that we have to keep in mind is that none of the presidents have any power, and especially this one, okay, because all of the decisions are made by the House of House. So he can come up with – you know, initiatives and plans, and they are the ones that have to get, get the stuff passed. I mean, he has executive power. He can use it at certain times, but for the most part, he really has no power. And he really showed us that with the whole Olympic situation, and I'll talk about that later. But to, to answer your questions, I think Obamacare, parts of it really sucks because they're forcing people. There have been some horror stories about Obamacare where people have tried to sign up for it and they tried to opt out of it and they were threatened that they would, you know, lose their house and their tax refund would be taken away. There have been some horrible situations that have happened with Obamacare. Now, as far as people who are on low income or middle income and they cannot afford health insurance, this is an opportunity for them to have some health insurance I mean, if you're Pookie and Ray Ray on the corner, Obamacare is great for you, you know. Right. But what about the person who makes fifty or $60,000 a year with, you know, three children or, you know, they're the sole provider for an elderly person? It may not be the best thing for them. So right. it's good for certain people, but I think it's bad for other people. Right.
1: Okay. I I agree with you. I agree 100%. Um that's best you and you know what? I'm gonna keep listening to the show. You are very, very entertaining and you're a very smart woman. Oh,
2: you so sweet. I,
1: I'm gonna call I'm gonna keep calling in anytime you're on the show, okay?
2: Oh yes. I'll be back next month to talk about a whole lot of stuff. Very so, good. Thank what you. What I want yeah. to do, thank you so much for calling me in. Yeah, and no you problem. You it's been
1: a pleasure, a pleasure listening to you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye thank bye. Bye bye. Oh Jordan, oh, bye bye, Jordan, thanks. Bye bye. Okay, uh, Andy from Brooklyn. Thank you for the call. And uh, very interesting, uh, Mother Divas, uh, uh you, you, you make some good points about the rich uh, in terms of uh, that situation.
0: With well, our I want people good. to be
2: ready for July 1st because do you know about the, cur- the new currency law that's coming in? Uh, you
1: know yes, but ben I Jordan? think we have, let's start to California. Uh, let's, I think, bring in Mark to the conversation. Mark,
0: you're on. Hi,
2: Mark.
0: Hi, how are you? Good
2: evening. I love you, Mark. I've heard you on the show before, and you are so much fun, and I love your East Coast accent.
0: you got to be kidding me. Well, I've got, I got a question for you. Okay. Everybody uh, that gets that jury duty notice, they're not um, – everyone – there's a lot of looney tunes out there.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, let's say the guy next door to me got one of these notices, and, and he sum- got at to court. He can't be, um, I wouldn't want a, a person like that because of his beliefs. So certain people really shouldn't be in in jury. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, what you have to understand about the jury duty process, when you do get the card in the mail, they, they just don't pick you to go on jury duty. You go through a series of tests. You have to go down to the courthouse, and they have to interview each and every person. So you go through, it's really grueling, too. I haven't been through it, but I've talked to people who've gone through it, and they ask you a series of questions over and over again. To make sure that you are a sound mind, that you are a sound body, and that you're going to be able to make a sound decision. So they just—they just not gonna throw Pookie and Ray Ray and Cuckoo Charles on the jury. They just—But I do
0: that. Pookie and Ray Ray already get um, uh, the thing in the mail, and, and, and they got that. You know what I'm saying?
2: Right. But your—But your question was the guy next door may be a cuckoo, and you wouldn't want him on the jury. So right. well, they have to, evap- that's what I'm trying to tell you. They just don't send you something in the mail and you show up and you're automatically fit. But sometimes they, have they to go through the process and say,
0: I, I, um, they believe in this and they, they, uh, the, the lawyers are corrupt in, in a way and, and they, wanna, uh, they want somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. They, 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 they uh, get passed through the system, some of these people.
2: Yeah, but you also have to understand, too, Mark, that there are loopholes in the system. Right. I mean, look at how many people that are put, 30% of the people that are in prison today are wrongly convicted.
0: Right.
2: 30%. There's been statistic numbers and studies done on
0: this. It's just so many people people beyond belief. Right,
2: have been wrongly convicted. So that means that there were some loopholes or some cracks in the system. And then there are people who are walking around free that were guilty.
0: Yeah, I've seen that.
2: Because of cracks in the system, right? You see, and the thing of it is, if you study the law, because I ran for alderman here in Chicago, and I went and got the election code law book, and I started studying. If you study the law, it doesn't matter whether you're guilty or innocent. What matters is if they can prove it. Everything is based on the burden of proof. Totally
0: so agree with it, you. It,
2: right, and that's that's the that's the messed up part about our system. You know, it's it's like if if stealing was legal if it was if you didn't get in trouble for stealing but it was wrong to steal according to morality or the bible would you do it would you do it even though you knew it was wrong in the eyes of yahweh or god but I it, was, wouldn't. it was it was legal it no. was okay for you to steal that's the that's, that's the that's where we're at it's like what are you going to be morally responsible for you know, because we're living in a world where they just have no morals. I mean, they just say anything on TV. I'm watching TV; they <laughs> saying ridiculous, fuck, dick, with fuck, shit. They, you know, they, they just saying it all on television now. I'm like, it's children watching this shit.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Even listening to these radio shows as well.
2: <laughs> right, but see, blog talk radio is on a network where you know, because I asked Jordan. I said, Jordan, sometimes I'm a potty mouth. So, is it okay if I curse? <laughs> he said, Yeah, but I wouldn't go on. You know ABC or NBC or even MTV or VH1 and do that. Right. You know they should be bleeping that. Some of these shows don't even bleep it anymore. It's right. a free for all.
0: Okay, I, remember, I just, got another quick says, question for you. I, we, Go ahead. Let me, I got another quick question for you. This OJ, did um, um, you think you think he did it? I
2: thought you was gonna ask me about Michael. <laughs>
0: I, I know you are way above that. Come on.
2: I, There's I no would way. Wait for you to talk about Michael too? <laughs> yeah, we're talking yeah, about OJ.
0: But really, uh, what's his name? That that lawyer, Mesera, um, he cleared that up already.
2: Johnny
0: Cochran. No, Mesera. Oh,
2: Tom Mesera. Yeah. Yeah, he I, cleared I, I it met up Tom. for
0: me. He's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So he, you know, I'm not gonna ask you that kind of a question because I, I, I it, What do you think about that? About Michael's situation. About OJ. No, but there's so many things I'm saying. You're, you're so gifted with different uh, verses of, of the tongue. I, I, I can bounce everything off of you here. Yeah. So, what
2: did you want to know about OJ? What was your question?
0: How do you think, like the the Goldman people, what did they uh, possess of values of great value that he was trying to get back and, and it nipped him in, in the ass? What did he hold? What did that uh, the father guy? What did he own so precious? He was trying to get stuck okay, stuff from him. are you
2: referring to what happened in 07, or are you talking yeah, about Las when the In Las Vegas. Well, what well,
0: kind see, of what stuff? Ha-
2: well, what you have to understand, when it comes to people's valuable possessions, it yeah. doesn't matter whether there's monetary value to something or not. It could be a piece of string that his great-great-grandmother gave him. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. The bottom line was O.J. Simpson said, somebody got my shit, and I want it back, and I'm going to kick your ass if you don't give back to me.
0: But the Goldman and people that said they got, they got possession of it, it, looks like.
2: Right, right. Somebody had possession of his stuff, and he was going to go down there and kick somebody's ass to get it back, okay? And that's the way he felt about it. Right. And in doing that, really, to me, it was entrapment. I think they were setting him up because he shouldn't have even went down there. He should have let that shit go. Yeah. I mean, come on. You 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 know, based on everything O.J. Simpson has been through from 1994 to 2007, there are people who literally have walked up to this man and said, can I shake your hand? I've never, never met a murderer before. Right. He's got people saying this shit to him for the last 15 years, and then he going to walk his, his his ass into some shit like that. But you know what? That's the mentality of where people come from. You know, people come from a place where, as you got my shit, you stole my shit, I'm going to come get my shit and kick your ass for taking it. Right. That's where his mindset was. And and you know what? A lot of people think that way. <clears throat> It didn't matter if it was any value. It was his. Whatever it was, it belonged to him. They took it. He wanted it back. And then yeah. he ended, it ended up costing him his freedom.
0: Okay, I got another quick question for you. Do you think Michael Jackson is alive? What's uh, your verdict no. on that? No. Okay. Michael
2: Jackson has gotten out. He got out of the body on June twenty fifth, 2009, and I'm going to tell you why. First of all, you have to go back and use to study the of scripture.
1: But, you know, he's talking uh, about, I think, uh, Mother Diva is a, uh, a lady that I had on the show here a couple times. I know you but have.
0: That's a poor woman. What's up with her? Why was she going to go on and say that like that?
2: Okay, so here,
0: here, 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 here's the issue. Is she making that much money off of that kind of situation? You know what? I don't want to give her any press.
2: I don't want to even say her name because I completely disagree with everything that she is doing. I used to support her when she had covered the trial and when she was doing things in the community that was helping. But when Michael passed away and she put out that video, and now, you know, you have people who are in this group called the Believers who actually think that Michael Jackson is still in the flesh that he's fake his death. First of all, Michael would not do that to his children. The man loved his children so much. He loved his family. The one thing that I, I never met him personally, but I felt spiritually connected to him. i worked with his family. One thing I can say about him, this man adored his mother. He would never want to break Mrs. Jackson's heart. Okay, so why would he sit up there and do something like that and then if he if, if if it was even remotely possible everybody would have had to be in on it and if you right. go back and look at all the videotapes of the family they are clearly in mourning i mean even there's a tape of joseph where it looked like he was about to start just bawling and crying and we've never seen joe jackson cry. Mrs. Jackson's on TV crying. The whole family is on TV crying, and I'm sorry, the Jacksons are not that great of actors. I have seen them act, and they cannot, that's
0: not, no, they cannot act that great. Where's that but pro woman eating? when you need her now? All of a sudden, now she's in hiding. I ain't heard her ass on this show like for like uh, at least a year. What's happening, King?
2: Well, didn't she say the last time she was on the show that she was going to stop everything? And then another thing, she had some crazy person named Peter calling in, sounding like Michael. It's all a scam. Why would you even do that? And let me tell you what else she did. She sent a tweet to Paris that was very inappropriate, and the fans went after her about that. That is a child. It's one thing to put your opinion out in society about how you feel about somebody, but don't go taking that shit to their kids. It's wrong. I don't know where she is or what she's doing. I just don't want to be around her.
1: <laughs> well, to be fair, she's, a, she's, she's done nothing wrong personally to me, and the opinions expressed about Pearl Jr., uh, those are those of the parties on, on Do Not Represent, Blog Talk, or TV, or King Jordan Radio in any way. Well,
2: that's just right, that in mind, you what you I want. love the fact that you said that because what I I heard your story, your shows with her. You were very neutral. You just found her to be very interesting, and you did not say one way or the other, you know, how you felt about what she was doing. I want the world to know Michael has gotten out of the body. He is a ghost in the spirit world, and he is having eternal life, peace, and joy, and he has moved on spiritually, and we need to accept that. And another thing that I want to say, that this stuff that's happening with these wannabe, kooky choreographer slash actors, these are all a lie. This is all a conspiracy, and if you go and do some research, you will find out that either the day before or the day after the state of California, you can look this up, Mark, because you're in California, the state of California passed a law that says that if anyone was abused by someone and that person is deceased, they can go after that person's estate.
0: Yeah, that's true
2: As he got that information All of a sudden he's filing a lawsuit
0: Yeah Anything else,
2: Mark?
0: No, that's about it Uh, It was a pleasure hearing you And nice talking to you Hopefully we'll do this again sometime
2: Yes, Mark, I love you And I'm having a show Go on Facebook And I got a show I'm doing in L.A. Oh, okay uh, In August And I want you to come I'm going to give you a free ticket
0: Oh, very nice
2: yeah, look up Mother Diva Show on Twitter or Facebook.
0: Okay. And find me,
2: When you find me and let me know who you are, I'll give you a free ticket to the show in Los Angeles in August. Oh,
0: no. oh, okay. We'll see what's happening then. May peace be with you, my sister. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Adios, King. Yep. Woo. All
2: right.
1: Take
2: care, Mr. I love your show. Everybody's calling and listening. This is so cool.
1: This is very interesting. I wanted to get your take on the Michael Jackson hologram. A lot of fans loved it, hated it. And I had some downright despised it. I thought but it was it okay. Did, it did what not did you it,
2: I I did not like it. Um I I liked the concept of it. The dancing was great. The visuals were great in terms right. of the chair and all of the other, you know, props and things that were computer-generated, but it didn't look like him. It actually looked like Michael Firestone, and I'm wondering if they used him as a model, maybe not, but that's who it really looked like. And if people don't know who Firestone is, he's this crazy MJ impersonator in Vegas that's a nutcase. And, <laughs> you know, but that's a
1: i got a few more questions to ask you, but I do want to uh, take a little break and play a Michael okay. Jackson song. And on the other side, I want to get your take on the uh, album Escape. We'll talk okay. about that. Uh, you should after be playing I that get... house
2: music. I sent you some Michael Jackson house music to play.
1: Oh, I wish I had it. I wish I had it. I would play it. But I'm sure Michael Jackson is uh, good for the moment. Okay, uh, okay. let's take two to a place with no name. We'll be right back.
2: <laughs> I think a beautiful city up here
1: the Escape album, which came out last month, and there was a lot of people, uh, Mother Deaver, that loved it. There were a lot of people that said, Michael would have never wanted this. This was not uh, good to bring back the old music of Michael Jackson. What is your thought on them bringing out a, an album when he is dead? Good or bad? Okay,
2: okay let, let let me say this, because people really have to understand the way business works, okay? First of all, those songs are very, very old. Uh, those songs, some of the songs on the Escape, Escape album were probably written and recorded, you know, like 20, some, 20 years ago. Um, and some of the stuff is actually on YouTube. Um, the album sounds decent. I mean, in terms of it being Michael Jackson, I mean, I, I got a press copy of it. So I think the copy I got was a review album. Um, as opposed to the whole entire album that's for sale, you know, on iTunes or wherever they're selling it. I don't think Here, I got uh, all What's the your songs. favorite
1: song? What's your favorite song? Um, Mine is that Love Never Mine is that Love Never Felt So Good, so
2: That uh, yes, I like that one because that well, I actually like the remix, the house music version of it, you know, they it sounds very housey. I like that one. Um I would have to go name name off some of the songs because I can't remember the names of some. But um, oh, the one the one about the kids at, at midnight.
1: Where are the children? Where are the children?
2: Yes. Where are yes. your children? I, where, right. 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 That one. I love that this one a because song. of the message it sends. Um, but let me let me say this about business. First of all, Michael's contract with Sony was over with, and he did not want to do business with them anymore, but his estate decided to connect with them again, and this is where the business aspect comes in. Uh, They did a deal with the estate. I mean, the estate did a deal with, um, with Sony, and Sony gave them so much money for so many albums. So basically what they did, they signed, the estate signed a contract with Sony to put out more MJ music, and they have to fulfill that obligation. So whether the fans appreciate it or not, they have to do their due diligence and complete that project. What they're going to do is just put out whatever they have. You know, which to me is wrong because if Michael Jackson ended his contract with with Sony and fulfilled his obligation with Sony and he went on a worldwide tour, this is all on YouTube saying, I'm a free agent, I'm done with Sony, and he moved on. So if that was the case, then either the estate should have formed their own label or should have went to another label if they wanted to continue to put music out. Um. I do agree with what some of the fans are saying that Michael was a perfectionist and these songs were incomplete and they don't feel that he would have wanted them to go out as is, but we also have to take into consideration, Jordan, that even though the songs were incomplete and they were kind of in a raw, pure form, they did have professional producers go into the studio and work on these tracks to bring them up to a mastering standard um, in order for them to be released. So there, there's a lot of factors involved in this. You know, me personally, Michael was a very giving person, and really, honestly, he probably would just feel more comfortable for people to just enjoy his music as a gift. I would like to see the estate do more giving. We still have not heard about the charities that they're supposed to donate to. Um, I'm sure Michael appreciated the Wii game that they put out because it was helping people lose weight. It's still helping people lose weight. But he was such a giving man, and I think his estate needs to continue that legacy and do more in giving to people or helping people become better people. And, you know, we're just not seeing any evidence of that, unfortunately, and hopefully we will.
1: And uh, one last thing, these serious allegations of child molestation – I have my opinion, 93 and 2005, what, did, you, did, you form, did you form an opinion on these malicious charges that he was charged with in 93 okay, and 2005?
2: You, okay, let, let me tell you where all this really came from. Michael Jackson was an African-American man who superseded the expectations of what an African-American man is supposed to be. People felt threatened by him because he broke every record, anything. He was innovative. He came up with, you know, things that even though he was influenced by a lot of people, you know, we, the event that we're going to be doing in L.A. is to honor some of the street kids that he learned how to do the popping and locking and sliding and things from. But, you know, he, and he gave credit where credit is due. But the bottom line is people felt threatened by him. And when he bought that property, see, I've done a lot of research on this. When he bought that property in Santa Barbara, he actually bought that property unknowing that the people in that county in that community actually wanted to buy that property to do something with it to benefit whatever they wanted. Well, his happy black ass goes up there, you know, and he buys it, and now they mad at him. They're kids. Because this is what they're saying. No, this nigga didn't come up here and take our shit. That's what they're saying. That's how they think because they're racist. So they were going to do anything they could to try to assassinate his character. And since he had all those children coming in and out of there, this man had built a hospital wing for sick children with cancer, children that were handicapped, that couldn't walk. He had all these kids coming in and out of there. The worst thing in the world you can do is call somebody a child molester. That is going to taint them forever. So now in the first case, the boy, you know, the father wanted Michael to pay for a screenplay or something, and they busted him over the telephone talking about it. Okay? And then now you have this this next case in, in 2003. It's like every 10 years you know, somebody is saying something. I don't know what the deal is with 2003, you know, 1993, 2003, not 2013. So everybody get ready for 2023 so most charges will be coming in. But it's like, where's your proof? You know, can you describe what his dick looked like? You know, do you have pictures? Is there video footage? You know, I I want to, you know, and, and that lawyer really pissed me off because he had this fool come on their show and talk about this and didn't even, you know, have anybody else to counteract what he was saying. And then, you know, Jordan, you have all these women on the Internet, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you know, lipstick alley claiming that they had sexual intimacy relationships with Michael, but they now one of these bitches came forward. They can write books about it, but ain't nobody, ain't, no, ain't none of these bitches came forward and say, yeah, I fucked him. You know, he didn't do this. Where is all? Where are they at? It's like he is being abandoned by so many um. people that he had relationships with, and he helped. And I got into an argument on Twitter with somebody because it was in my Twitter feed, Diane Diamond, her whacked out ass. No, she no. was sitting up to arguing no. with somebody about him being a molester. And I just interfered. I said, look, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it one time. Michael Jackson's dick was too big to be fucking a kid. So y'all need to shut up. And that was the end of well, it. Well,
1: that Diane Diamond is uh, no good cause as far as I'm concerned. She only has negative stuff to say about the King Pop. So I don't count her as a journalist; she is just a piece of garbage in my opinion
2: but before before we go any further i i, I wanted to finish up what I was saying about uh, the thing with Obama. I voted for Cynthia McKinney because she has risked her life to help people, and in the that was the first election, and in the second election, I did vote for Obama. You know I went on ahead and gave a brother a chance, you know um But I think that it's a conspiracy with him. They are trying to railroad the man. They're trying to make him go down as the worst president in history, and they're trying to blame him for everything. And people need to remember that he inherited a mess from Bush. There's only so much he could do. So I wanted to make sure I had finished that up because we had got cut off about that.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it was definitely great having you on the show. We will have you back next month. And, uh, yes, and
2: go on, on Facebook go if you guys the, are in the Chicago area or if, you want, if you're coming to Chicago, look for An Angel and a King. It is a June 25th tribute celebration at Navy Pier. And we start at 4 o'clock. We're going to the Children's Museum. And then at 6, uh, 4 o'clock is the Children's Museum. Then 545 is the Ferris Wheel Ride. And then at 7, we're going to Billy Ghost Tavern. Jordan, we have a special remix that we're playing for uh, it's the Charlie's Angel theme song to dedicate to Tara Fawcett so it's going to be beautiful we're giving away some Michael Jackson Jackson, copper coins because his face is on copper Mm -hmm. so in our raffle we're giving it away so look for Angel and a King on Facebook I just wanted to make sure I got that plug out there
1: Right, and you do have a Twitter and uh, any other uh, Twitter uh, website? Twitter is at Mother
2: Diva Show. Facebook is at Mother Diva Show. If you want to email me, you can email me. It's djtv1200 at com. My phone number and email address is on my Twitter page. I ain't trying to awesome. have you, no damn body. Call me. Skype okay. me. M-Diva 12. Been, 12. Bring it on.
0: It's <laughs> been a
1: good hour we got a lot of topics in, and uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, coming on the show. And, uh, you know, the listeners, if you're listening live, of course, you can hear it again uh, with the same link. So uh, let's uh, have you back here in a month, and we'll, uh, we'll do some hot topics again.
2: All right. Thank you Sound so good? much. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Can't wait to have you back. All right, folks, we're going to leave on. Love never felt so good. Let's thank uh, Mother Diva for joining us. We will speak to, to you tomorrow, 8 p.m., WWE Report. And next week, we will speak to you with Michael Jackson, the Tribute Show from uh, 9.30 to 11.30. Good night, everybody. Take a listen to the, uh love never felt so good,
0: don't forget to do
1: uh, the tribute show with Michael Jackson, Chris Tucker, Tom Mizzarelli.